Hello, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Peterson, and you're listening to the LGN Radio Quad, where our hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. And we are in the studio today. We have with us Lynn Molitor. Hi, everyone. Tim Yuma. Hello. And Ashley Fitzgerald. Hello. And not surprising, we have a vast uh, list of topics here. And Ashley, I wanted to start off with you. Your topic's a bit provocative. Yes. So um, I came across an article and it was titled, Are You a Bad Employee? So I decided to check it out just to see (laughs) if um, maybe I would fall under any of these pieces and make sure I didn't more specifically. But I thought it was interesting because, you know, there are a lot of things that are obvious that they pointed out on this list. You know, they gave 10 items such as you're never on time. Well, you know, that's an obvious thing. Um, You know, things such as you don't respect your company's mission or values. I mean, there's some things out there that are pretty obvious, but then there's some things that I that kind of caught with me that you may not always think about sometimes that would make you seem like a bad employee. And two of one the first one that I had caught my eye was that you're frequently gossiping. And you know, I think that's one thing that people don't really think about sometimes when they are just having a general conversation with their colleagues or um, coworkers and you know, you need to take a step back and realize that that could actually bring down morale uh, Mm. for the company and the people that you're working with. So that was the one that stood out to me along with, um, you know, that you're finding yourself frequently excusing your actions. And, you know, that too, it may be something that you can kind of take a look at and be like, wow, I, I am actually excusing my actions a lot. Or, you know, you don't really think about it as often as maybe you should and that it would relate to you being a bad employee. So, you know, I just thought some of those things were interesting. Wanted to see what you guys thought about this list or if you would add anything else to this list that you might notice. I actually liked the list. I was curious too when I read it. Um, I would agree with you. I definitely, you know, sometimes I think gossiping, you know, we might think that it's innocent, but I do agree with you. It can sort of like bring down the morale, right. I, I guess, if you yep. if you put it. And that's um that's one thing that I have definitely tried to be aware of myself personally or pull myself out of if I'm hearing right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm human. Of course, I'm going to, you know, gossip. But I've definitely been more aware of it right. um, within like the last year. And I've definitely tried to like pull back from that. And I think that it's just helped me because sometimes, like you said, it can sort of like bring you down a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, it, you know, I don't know. It's gossip. Do we even know if it's true anyway? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was good that I actually see in employees and I and it sticks out to me because I'm always busy. Like I can't ever not think of a time where I'm not doing something or I shouldn't be doing something. But it is like huge to me when I see people when I'm walking by and they're unproductive. They're, you know, surfing the web or they're just, you know, and it's just like, you know, I may not say something right away, but I I see it. I notice it. And, um, you know, it's like the thought that goes through my mind is you clearly don't have enough to do. I'll give you some more work. Right. Right. You have something you can share with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have plenty that I can give to you. So, um, So I think that's one that definitely sticks out to me. And I agree. I mean, it's not necessarily something that you might necessarily notice 
whether you're being as productive as someone else. Um, but it's something that you need to be aware of. I mean, I'm aware right. of it. I may not always say something to you, but I'm sure as heck aware of it. I <laughs> yes. know what's going on, especially when I can see, okay, maybe this particular person has X, Y, Z going on and they got a lot going on and I'm aware of it compared to maybe another person. And, you know, you sort of, right. even though you're comparing apples to oranges, it's something that you, you're aware of. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. The one that resonated with me was uh, you don't accept being told no. Yes, I like that one. <laughs> Let's yeah, talk. you would like that one. <laughs> I get told no all the time. <laughs> I have to admit, so I've got, um, you know, I've got a couple of years built up. And <laughs> so it's easier, I think, as you get older, I have to admit, as you get older, it's easier to reflect back and be more honest with yourself and maybe admit when you were wrong. Um <laughs> I think when I was younger in my career, I did have a hard time being told no. And I think at the time I realized I was probably like being around the wrong people, Mm -hmm. that it was more about naysaying and not about how can we do this, um, more about telling the reasons why we couldn't do something. And um, it wasn't really a, it wasn't the kind of person I wanted to be. And I didn't see that it was healthy for my career. And so I, you know, I got out of it. And, um, you know, and every once in a while I'll catch myself being, well, that's why it's not a good idea versus challenging myself to say, this is a good idea. Mm -hmm. So to be honest, it's like, uh, that one kind of hit home. (laughs) So I'm being honest. (laughs) That one stuck out to me too, but I think your point, Lynn, is is valid with um, the idea of understanding why like I and that's where I I would say I've gotten into trouble or been a bad employee and it's probably because most of my career I've been in the media so your job is to find out why and ask questions so oh, yeah so I'm used to if I hear no or you can't do that or I can't talk to this person you're kind of like oh why or how can I how can I find another way to do this then so so that one definitely stuck out a yeah. little bit the other one was um you're never on time and it's it's an interesting one for me because if there is a finite time for something, I I hate being late. I mean, my dad used to always make me late to like sporting events. Like you're supposed to be there. Oh you're supposed no! To be, well, you're supposed to be there like half hour early, right? Yeah, you gotta warm up. Right. So, <laughs> but I would only get like 15 minutes because he'd be late. So I would actually oh. start telling him, "Oh yeah, we got to be there an hour early now," <laughs> just to make sure he would pick me up on time and take me there. So if it's a finite time, I hate being late. I hate it. Yeah, I'm the same way. But if there, if there's some flexibility, like if I'm not affecting anybody else, you know that kind of thing, then and. It's just, again, from my own personal experience, kind of like, okay, if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. But if it is affecting other people, then then I definitely think that's, to me, where you fall into that bad employee. I, I always kind of look at it from that scope. If, it, if it's just my job or performance or whatever, okay, that's one area. But if I'm going to affect anybody else, then that's where that's where you fall into that category, in my opinion. So, I was 15 minutes late to a business meeting last week. <laughs> it drived me nuts. I was stuck in traffic. Aww. But, you know, there was just nothing I could and do. That, and that's what stinks. Sometimes you just, yeah. yeah. what are you going to do? I don't know. I know. <laughs> Obviously, I still feel bad about it. <laughs> it's okay, Lynn. It's okay. <laughs> well, now, Ashley's article didn't necessarily talk about assumptions in the workplace. Um, but I want to switch gears a little and dive into that because I think assuming in the workplace can be dangerous as well as maybe label you a bad employee. Now, when I'm <laughs> referring to assumptions in the workplace, I'm referring to maybe projects that you're working on 
on or maybe even your colleagues or maybe even, you know, the direction of the company. So I had you guys read an article and I just wanted to get your thoughts on one, do you find yourself making assumptions in the workplace? And two, what will you do to avoid the game of assuming? Now, that's interesting because, yeah, I kept thinking, am I making assumptions or am I making perceptions? And are they the same or right. are they different? Yeah. So can I ask you a question? Can I respond sure. with questions? <laughs> That's not answering your que- your question, though. Because, um, yeah, perception, I think, um, you know, I uh, I definitely make perceptions, but I th- I'm hoping that I'm making perceptions based on, you know, not like one occurrence of, you know, but like a pattern. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, perceptions can be good or bad, so I'm not saying that the perception is negative. Darn it. I saw an article about assumptions versus perceptions and the difference, and I oh, really? did oh, no. pull it up. Engineer, pull it up for us. Assumptions <laughs> versus perceptions. Tell us what you find. Well, so, Lynn, sorry, I, was... I should have I asked my question before <laughs> we recorded. Yeah. I was going to say, I think you bring up a good point about um, sort of that one-time occurrence and making an assumption off of that. Um, because, of course, I like to relate everything to baseball. Um, that's an idea of a small sample. Like anybody could have that bad day or good day and right. come across one way. Um, but sure. finding that pattern, that's where I think it gets difficult if it's an assumption versus a, just a solid observation. This person consistently does this or doesn't do that. Uh, one thing it mentioned in there was that sometimes assumptions are a way to avoid emotions. And I think I think that's an interesting take on it. Instead mm-hmm. of focusing yeah. on a skill or experience – you kind of think, well, is this person going to cause trouble or are they not going to fit in some way? And you really don't know until they're in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that is really making an assumption. Skills and experience you see, but yeah. you, you really, it's hard to, to gather, is that going to work with that person? So I thought that was a, an interesting point, the idea of emotions, you know, trying to eliminate that. Here it says, assumptions are made about people or groups without really understanding the perspectives at play. Mm. So... I think there's different, obviously, perspectives, but if you don't understand them, then maybe that's where the assuming comes from. Did you find anything, engineer? So the engineer just said assumptions are based off of belief and perceptions are based off of influence of culture of friends and family. Oh, Hmm. I don't know. But I (laughs) think, yeah, I think, you know, assumptions meaning like, um, because I've I've had people assume about me many many times, and and that's actually not why I brought it up. But I someone else was assuming, and I was like, well, why don't you just ask them right. and oh, find right. out? Oh, well, that, now that's <laughs> yes. a good point. So I, yeah, because we yeah. were going back and forth about this, and 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 oh. this person, that's how the topic came up, and I was like, well, why don't you just ask? And I would save us a lot of time, and it would save this conversation <laughs> from happening. Good point. Um. So then I so then I was thinking, you know. Because this person was like going on and on, like, well, maybe it means this, well, maybe it means that, da 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 da. And I was like, wow, this this like thought process is like really getting out of control. Why don't you just ask mm-hmm. right. and find out the answer? So now I started thinking about situations, and I'm like, wow, people have done definitely assumed about me and have been way off, way <laughs> off. So, um, but I didn't know it until you know a conversation came up, and I'm just like, what? No, that's not what happened at all, or whatever. So I was just thought like wow, you know, I think this is worth bringing up. Yeah. Assumptions mm-hmm. versus perceptions are just things that people assume and you're like, well, maybe I should ask. And and so obviously this person ended up just asking and, and, and got the answer and it was totally 
good that they asked because they were t- completely wrong. Right. So it's oh. just it goes to show that assumptions can be dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I when I was reading through this article, I was kind of thinking and I was even going back to like in school. I feel like it's almost natural to assume about everything. You always kind of do. I'm like one of the things that came to mind, I was like, well, you know, if somebody does good on a test, you assume that maybe they've cheated or they've done something versus actually studying, of course. (laughs) Um, So I, you know, I kind of started thinking about that. And I just feel like a lot of times in the workplace, people tend to assume because they're not given direction. And I think sometimes that might be a cause, you know, if you're given a project and you assume you're given it because of X, Y, Z, but that could be way off base, like you were just saying. But I think it's mostly because you weren't told why you were given that project or why you weren't given that project. And so you just start thinking outside the box, well, it could be this or it could be this. But and then you have the that, duty to ask. Exactly. And I think that's where, where your question comes into play. How are you going to fix that? And I it, absolutely, you definitely need to ask and be more direct about it and know why. Okay. (laughs) That sounds good. I don't even like to like use the word assume anymore nowadays. Yeah. You know, because it has like such a negative connotation. It does. I think sometimes it relates itself to a stereotype, whether it it might be ethnicity, it might be a a type of position. You know, you think of sales being a type of individual or, you know, someone in marketing. That's true. And I I think that's kind of where you might have those issues. So I I can see it does. It can make you uneasy when you start talking that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on to a different topic um, and completely unrelated to being a bad employee. Um, Lynn, what did you want to talk about? So here is my question for all of you. (laughs) Have you ever asked for more work? So I, in my own situation, things were kind of, you know, uh, a lot of my projects were finishing up and I was getting close to that point where it's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to ask this question. And this has (laughs) happened to me before. And uh, so um, I actually did ask for more work this week, by the way. But what are the pros and cons of asking this simple little question? Have you ever asked it? I have. Yeah, I have definitely asked for more work. Um, but this was more when I was on a part-time status. So it was just, it, you know, I'd get a project, I would finish it, and then I would ask for more work. Um, now that I'm full-time, no, I don't ask for more work. <laughs> uh, shortage of work is not a problem. <laughs> Um, the pros are definitely that you are obviously helping the organization, and that's what's important. You want to continue moving it forward. And the projects and tasks that I were working on were things that needed to be done, um, but maybe not necessarily a higher priority. So at least somebody was working on them and moving them forward. So that was always – I always felt good about that, that I was helping with the organization. The cons of asking for more work, maybe you're giving – yeah, I don't know, maybe the impression that – you don't have enough. I don't know. Well, know? I think it, it might depend on the work because to both of your points, if it's a project and it's finished, that's, I mean, that's clear. Like there's no issue there, right? If you're done, then okay, you need more to do. Most of my work that I've done, it's it's always ongoing. So if I were to ask for more work, does that mean I'm slacking somewhere? Does that mean I'm not putting you know, enough quality? I don't know. I think, I think there are two very, in my mind, distinct separations when you're talking about project-based. I mean, I guess asking for more work you know, maybe they'll scrutinize your work. Like, did you double check everything? Did you did you put as much into it? I don't know. I guess it's hard for me to say because most of the work I've done is sort of always this ongoing rolling, you know, maybe you adjust what you're doing. So it's hard for me to speak from experience, but um, just in, in hearing a couple of your comments, that was, that was the thought that crossed my mind. 
But sometimes you might ask for more work if you're improving in a process and then you have more time. Sure. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. No. no. I, I've definitely definitely asked for more work in previous positions where it was more task oriented. Um, and like you were saying, it was, you know, projects that you're finishing up, things like that. For ongoing, though, I, I don't necessarily know that I've asked for additional work specifically. Um, but to go off, you know, a con that kind of came to my mind is maybe you don't know how much a specific project entails until you get involved with it. And then you're building that onto what you're um, currently doing or your current duties are. That was really the only con I could think of is maybe you've kind of gone too deep into a project when you've asked for more um, projects or more work. Um, so here are my answers. Um, <laughs> so I've asked this multiple times and, um, you know, it's always like that balance of, you know, you um, you want to ask for more work. You don't want to, like, uh, wait around and have your manager say, hey, I noticed based on your project list um, that I'm assuming you have some bandwidth. So I always want to jump the gun there. I don't want them coming to me saying mm -hmm. that it appears you should have bandwidth. So I want to be, you know, more proactive. Um, and I have to admit, the times that I have done it, I actually got the opportunities to work on some bigger things. And it was the timing just so happened to be right that I got the opportunity because I did show I have availability where the project may have been assigned to one of my coworkers instead, but because I had the bandwidth. Now, for me, the con is sometimes you say that you have bandwidth and you get an opportunity, but... It op the opportunity is slightly larger than the <laughs> amount of bandwidth that you have. Yep. So then it can you can go from having this like light, comfortable schedule to a little blip, and it's like, oh, now I'm like really busy until mm -hmm. I finish something. Then I'll have enough time. So. So how do you actually ask? Like, what verbiage did you use? Because I mean, I could see it going badly quickly if it's like oh, I don't have any work to do obviously nobody's going to do that but how do you how do you well, finesse that and, well to me the trick is you've got to ask um, knowing that when you go to your manager and say I need more work they're not they're not expecting that that's what you're going to come and ask them mm -hmm. you know so um, you need to give them like a heads up you know like a week out or something <laughs> I used yeah. to do like a two week buffer okay. yeah. like just so you know in a couple of weeks I'm going to be coming to a close on this project okay Oh, right. that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. I do have my team member come and, you know, say, well, I'm looking for more work now, you know, as I'm in the middle <laughs> of typing or, you know, working on something. And I'm like, okay, that's good to know. That goes back to being on time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> in a different form. Yeah. So, I mean, I basically say I have bandwidth. I could use some more work within the next, right. you know. That makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes you can influence what your assignment then is too. Mm -hmm. When, you know, they're like, oh, well, what would you like to work on? Mm. And I've been asked, even recently, um, one of my director parts had said, I just wrapped this up and I'm ahead for this and I want to know what you need me to work on. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and then <laughs> managers love hearing that. Yes. Yeah. No, we do. And I don't I don't think like like Glenn said, I don't really look at it as something negative. I look at it as like, okay, great. Like 
I have plenty of stuff that you can be working on here. Let me give you some more. Now, obviously, it has to be relevant to your role and your skills and and things like that, because not everything that I personally do is something that I could probably delegate. But, you know, it's got to be the right fit. But, I, yeah, there's definitely no frowning from me. <laughs> if you want more work, Tim, let me know. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, on the flip side, Tim, you bring a significant question to today's quad to wrap us up. Yeah, and it, it does tie into what Lynn was talking about. And maybe it's a case where you ask for more work and then realize, <laughs> oh, man, I don't have enough time to do this. Or it doesn't fit into a skill set. I, I think a lot of times that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm curious, how do you address your manager in that case? Like, you know, I you just I appreciate that you think I can do this, but I've never done this type of thing before. Or, um, you know, I really I'm, I'm swamped with this. I would love to focus on this. Can we hold off here? And obviously, I think people can understand the general con there is that especially early in your career, early at an organization, mm-hmm. I don't I think you really don't I don't ever say no. I think it's a really hard thing to do. So I wanted to sort of toss it out to the experienced individuals out here and just be like, how do you bring that up? How do you say, I don't know if this is going to work for me. I don't know if I have enough time. I don't know if it fits my skill set without coming across as sort of not a team player or not versatile. I and mean, Where's that balance? So it's kind of the opposite of what Lynn was talking mm-hmm. about, but I think it all kind of comes together. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good question. And um, in, in coming across some situations like this previously, for me, it's more about coming with a I don't know, like an agenda or saying, okay, here, you know, I was given this to be working on. However, this is what I um, am unable to accomplish due to this project. Mm. You know, where are my priorities? Where do you want my priorities to be? And kind of phrasing it that way might help them to realize, wow, you know what, you actually shouldn't be working on this this and we would rather you work on this piece. I think if you can have something laid out where your workload is being too much, what do you want? me to be working on. And I think that would be a, a better way to phrase it and to bring it up if you do feel like you're overwhelmed. I like that. Yeah. Ask what the priority is. Mm-hmm. I think um, I have to, when I think back, I was assigned projects that seemed at the time overwhelming to me. And I was just like, almost like shell-shocked, like, you want me to do this? <laughs> and um I was professional about it, and I said, well, you know, I want to do whatever the organization needs me to do, but I have to admit, I I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Um, will you help me? Mm. And um, at the time, my manager was like, yes, you know, they kind of like pumped me up and you know, they um, they showed confidence in my abilities. So that kind of like helped me. Right. But, you know, sometimes it was um, it was a stretch goal. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I got through it. And when I look back on it now, it was like, wow, I'm glad I had that opportunity. But it probably I have to admit, I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have searched it out on my own. Sure. So yeah. Who knows where I would have been? <laughs> Yeah, I agree with uh, Lynn and, and Ashley, you know, based on your bandwidth, how much workload you have in comparison to maybe this new project you've just been assigned. I think it is important just to kind of touch base with your manager and say, you know, this is what I have on my plate that I'm working on. You know, where is the priority lie? I don't know how much time I can set aside or, you know, I'll 
I'll put in as much time as I can or as I need to. Um, but I want you to be aware that, you know, this is also what I'm working on, too, just as a friendly reminder. And then usually, hopefully, the manager will understand and say, OK, you know, well, let's see what we can maybe shave off here. Or maybe that's not a priority as much over here. Let's focus all of our energy on this new project mm-hmm. and kind of work together as a team um, in regards to maybe it just the skills aren't the right fit. I actually just had a recent direct report tell me this. I don't know how to do that. And, you know, my response was Google, Google (laughs) videos, whatever it is that you can possibly do. Learn as much as you can. Tell me what you think. And then let's go from there. If we need to send you to a certification course, if there's classes that you find online that are short, obviously we don't want to send you to school for a year or semester (laughs) to do this. Um, But, you know, there's ways to go about it. You know, nowadays people find ways to do things, you know, Google it, see if you can go online. There's online videos and then come back to me Mm -hmm. and tell me what it is that you found and what you think you're capable of. And so far, this person is doing a great job. Um, Definitely have said, you know, I'm struggling with this area. I need to figure this part out. But proud that this person's able to do it and self-teach, but then also knows like, hey, I can do this. Right. I can do it's this. It's a confidence booster. Yeah. So it's scary. I definitely trepidation in the beginning because I've had projects like that where I'm like, I don't know how to do that. That's like programming <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> but you just Google it and you figure it out and you right. find it. And um, But I think that it's important to let the direct report know that you're open to them coming to you and sharing with you what they've learned, if they think they can handle it. And even if there is a certification course that they maybe want to go take for, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, even after all, it's like everything we learned in college, you know, yeah. we didn't, you know, a lot of that didn't translate to the workplace. I had to, like, learn a lot of it. Right. So. And I, I think, you know, Jack, I'm talking about giving them that opportunity to research it and stuff. I think it's important then that the direct report knows, like, you have time to research it. Oh, for sure. Because a lot of times there's that pressure of yeah. you got to make sure you're always being productive. And sometimes it's hard to argue that, like, researching something is productive because you don't see it. Yeah, that's a good point. So I, I do think, yeah, I think that is a, an excellent point that giving them that opportunity and saying we are allowing you, in essence, to research. And then also on top of that, letting them know we'll test this out for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let's see how it goes. Touch base with me. Let me know how it's going. Um, and then we'll make a final decision at the end. But this is kind of your test period. Can you handle it? And right. we'll go from there, too. And so far, I think it's working. I don't know. What do you think, Tim? Is it working? <laughs> I assume I know what you're talking about, and yes, we are in a transitional period, but it is working. Yes. It is it is being it is effective right now. Yes. Good, good. <laughs> well, we definitely gave our listeners a full helping of valuable insights into determining if you're a bad employee or not. If you can avoid assuming, and there's a difference between assumptions and assuming. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, asking for more work and telling your manager when your new assignment or task might be beyond your scope. We hope you found our tips and perspectives helpful. And if you would like to suggest topics for discussion on the LGN Radio Quad, please send us an email at lgnradio at localjobnetwork.com and let us know what you want the Quad to talk about next. For Lynn Molitor, Tim Yuma, and Ashley Fitzgerald, I'm Jacqueline Peterson, and we'll talk to you later. 